A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Okay, how are you? Are you ready? Yes. Everything all right? How's your summer? Okay, cool. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's We've fine. Done all Everything's done broken all right. okay. and <clears throat> I'm dead inside. Carry on. Right. Yeah, good. Look at the body language. It's loud, isn't it? Yeah, the body language has already gone very defensive. Arms like, very folded. I, I'm pleased with that. Legs yeah, yeah. very crossed. That's how I like to begin, isn't it? It feels like an interrogation. It feels like, oh. um, the, like the only times I played football. Uh, you know, sort of standing there with a free kick being aimed directly at your groin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exactly that. But you're standing with your arms folded, so it's like you're trying to protect your... My breasts. You're, you're trying to, I was going to say <laughs> your heart, your breasts. soul, because that's no. what... But that's what this will reveal, just to give you a heads up. as oh, we. This is very much the beginning of the roller coaster as we start, you know, when you're cranking up the steep bit at the beginning. Just <laughs> cranking. To, just, just get your... <laughs> That, that's not I don't mean crying wanking that's not what I'm referring okay, fine. to uh, I'm just mean as we crank up and we begin another journey here on My Mate Bought a Toaster Jake Yap get ready alright I'm going to start now you ready I yeah okay here we go I am not looking forward to this it is My Mate Bought a Toaster hello welcome along my name's Tom Price joining me this week we've got the brilliant comedian writer and purchaser uh, please welcome the wonderful Jake Yap. Hello, Jake Yap. Hello, Tom. Or to use your Amazon name, Jacob. Yeah, well, that's Easy. my actual name. Mm. I actually really like being called Jacob. Why did you leave that behind? Uh, because, you know, I was young and it sort of stuck. I was a teenager and people started calling me Jake and I really liked it. Right. So I encouraged it. Right. And then, of course, you know, you sort of stop your teenage period. Mm. And I, I love being called Jacob. So do families still call you Jacob then? You still No, up? they call me Jake and I wish they'd call me Jacob. God, even family have taken on the yeah, showbiz thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Jacob Yap then. I, yeah, I, do, I, do you know what? I could be the only one yeah, like, yeah. sort of amongst these circles. Th- there's like two people call me Jacob. So you're, you're instantly, as far as I'm concerned, my, my best friend. Does this mean I'm instantly your best friend yeah, and yeah, yeah, we barely yeah. know each other? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, buddy. I saw a thing, uh, an article saying you could, the maximum friendships you can have is five. Oh. I was like, wow, three to go. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Right, we're going to head straight back to 2000. That was your first ever order. You only placed one order in the year 2000. Oh, man. All right, which is 19 years ago now, Jake. 19 years ago. And it cost <laughs> £11.74. You bought it on the 16th of September. Would you care to guess what it is? Uh, peanut holders? I don't know. No idea. It's not peanut holders, no. Um, oh, I'm no. sure we'll get to what that, is though. It? It? It's fine, you're not going to be too shit. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, wow. And in 2000, you were probably about 15 anyway, weren't you? So it's sort of peak. That was the right time to be reading that. I'm just thinking, what, what was I doing and where was I? Mm-hmm. I was I was working for the BBC. I see. And I was making promos, trailers for TV shows. Tonight at nine. Bobby, no. Oh, really? So you were making trailers. Um, so why did you buy this book? 
I I finally got into Harry Potter. I mean, note that I am well behind the curve there. I think. Yeah. Well, the, uh, no. I'm maybe not sure. I'm not. No, 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 sure no, no, I'm not. This is what you have to realise. We've yeah. gone so far back. Yeah. This isn't 2015. We're talking about this is 2000. It's September. Ten months before this point, it was the 90s. Ooh. <clears throat> uh, no, you're right. I'm not behind the curve. I I I very much got into them. Yeah. And They're great. They are fantastic, yeah. and I th- I feel like they got better and better and better, and yeah. uh, so I'm unashamedly no, no, a Harry you... Potter fan. Interestingly, it's not interesting. My partner hasn't read any of them, right? And hasn't seen any of the films, and we're kind of waiting till my kid's old enough. Yes, and, you and then she start. will see it sort of through his eyes, and yeah, it'll be magical lovely. and amazing. Yeah, that's the way to. That's the way you should see everything. That's why you have a child. It's a yeah, fresh yeah. pair of eyes on the world. <laughs> it's the way to quite literally have eye problems. <laughs> It's a way to stop. Are you saying I've basically got a guide dog? That's right. Amazing. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, this is genius. Children mm. are like a spirit, they're like spiritual guide dogs. Yeah. Well, my, my child's name is Pension. So. <laughs> All right. So then we go to 2001. Oh. And uh, what have we got? Uh, there was one order placed again, weirdly. This is placed on the 10th of September, 2001. Oh, okay. Oh, weird. Weird. That was quite a precipitous day what, wasn't it just do you think oh my god that means these items probably arrived on the 11th of september yeah i expect so so as you were watching oh man tv and i remember that live footage uh, yeah. rolling in front of your eyes as, as the the 90s sort of left and, and the new modern era that was happened in front of our eyes one of those absolute turning point moments in history wasn't it jacob yeah. yap received the iron ring novel by lloyd alexander <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a great book. <laughs> the best of Spike Jones and his City Slickers. Oh uh, well, a, now a, that's that's important. My my kid's name is not Pension; it's Spike. Oh, and one of the influences is Spike Jones. Oh, uh, okay. now that's Spike Jones, not the film director Spike Jones. He was a 1950s band leader, mm-hmm. and he was, in a good way, mm-hmm. kind of like the Weird Al Yankovic of his time. He lampooned all of his contemporaries. Right, um, but. Unlike Weird Al Yankovic, he was mostly funny. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Weird Al. That's the important distinction. Weird Al Yankov- Yankovic did uh, like just eat it, and there was that. Is that him who did yes, just eat it? And him, like yeah. he would do that sort of thing where he Weird, Weird Al Yankovic would come up with songs that you would think of in the car with your family and think yeah. it was lols, and then you'd walk and away from discard. it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It was a fun. It's a, f- a fun idea to flit across the front of your brain and and, yeah. and no more than that but he'd commit yeah. Yeah. to that one week pun uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's right. and he'd follow through spectacular <laughs> in every sense yes spike jones um musically was incredible he was a drummer and he he had this mad band so mm. the banjo player was called sir frederick gas and they 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 were really committed to, like they were brilliant musicians yeah but they would play mad music so spike jones was kind of a percussionist he had two and a half octaves of cowbells tuned to b flat that he collected over the years hang on all tunes to be uh, uh, tuned tune- in the key of b flat amazing and he had and you could see you can see scores like of his music yeah. with like gunshots and chickens <laughs> like it's really mad and if you haven't heard it it's it's an absolute joy oh, well, we can play a bit i mean it's probably illegal and there's probably no copyright yeah, infringement issues with the podcast right that's fine yeah, isn't yeah. it no yeah so, so which song should we play a little bit of you know in a kind of desert island disc style oh that's so difficult mm. his most famous tune was probably cocktails for two so you should do a bit of that here you go some secluded rendezvous <laughs> that overlooks the avenue <laughs> with someone sharing a delight 
Things like Spike Jones and the, the Iron Ring, right? So we'll go to 2002, taking it a year at a time. You only seem to be buying one item a year at the moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is some sort of... Super like, frugal. I don't, yeah, what was going on with you? But you you had a job. I I did. Uh, I think I also had a lot of debt. Okay. Um, I hadn't fully understood uh, all of the finer points mm -hmm. of Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs. <laughs> Consequently, you well, you know, it was around that time, I think, that the bailiffs arrived at my parents' house. No. Yeah, it was horrific. Did you not pay taxes? Did you worse. not pay taxes? I'd, I'd sort of gleaned, I don't want to dob anyone in, I gleaned <laughs> that basically if you didn't pay your tax bill, it, they just keep adding interest. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it wasn't like wild interest. And I pretty much had the money, but I was trying to just get the last bit together and I was going to pay it all off in one hit. But I didn't have it all together, and then suddenly they decided, no, we we we're not we're not comfortable with this anymore, and we'd like the money now, please. Can, so I, can I ask you how much did you owe? Fourteen thousand pounds. Okay, so, so some money. Yeah, I had eleven. Money. Okay, and I was trying to save. You were trying to get to the magic fourteen, what yeah, was yeah, enough yeah. money to yeah, but head by, to by then was probably like sixteen thousand pounds. Right, right. So 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 the bailiffs arrived. Mm. <laughs> Mother phoned. <laughs> Darling, she's, Jacob. She's. I like, bet you got. I bet you got Jacob then, didn't you? Uh, I. I think I got something not beginning with J. But um, yeah, my mother's really, really good with money. Like she's super cautious. Right. And I think it comes from an inbuilt fear of being in trouble and someone coming and taking everything away. And that's exactly what I, it was the <laughs> ultimate trigger moment so in many for ways, my mother. There was literally nothing worse that could happen to your the, mother. The absolute worst thing I could have done to her. Like anything else, like, oh, mum, I did, got someone pregnant. Never yeah. mind. Like no, no one cares. Yeah. But, but bailiffs. Oh, yeah. oh. That's amazing, isn't oh, it? Oh, Jacob. That is amazing. <laughs> but that's a real middle class thing, isn't it? it the, the sort of the, if someone, if a woman had arrived at your door saying, This is your grandson, mm. uh, when you were like 18 or something, mm -hmm. your mum would have gone, Well, I guess this is a bit shocking, but what fun. You know, yeah, yeah, certainly yeah. how it would have been in my family. But you're absolutely right. Find <laughs> that. What fun. You know, this is people, it's a bit of scandal. <laughs> People will talk about me. It'll sure. be amazing, right? But if someone arrives in its financial crimes, which let's be honest, you are a criminal. Yeah. That's what, you know. Okay. Um, that's then that's a different thing, isn't it? Sure. Well, you are. If okay. the bailiffs are right, you're effectively sure. illegal. Okay. I I think it's actually working class. My mum comes from a working class background. Okay. And I, I think she's always had that fear of one day they'll come and take everything away because mm. it's not for the likes of us. And then they did. And then they did. And what did they take? Did they, they take did, They didn't take anything. When I gave them an assurance that it would be paid yeah. within 24 hours. Are you now very good with your tax? I'm not bad now. Mm -hmm. I'm better are. now. Bet you are. Uh, well, in July 2002, <laughs> you bought something which is, I mean, completely tax deductible. Oh, yeah. The Sony MZ oh. N707 Silver Mini Disc Walkman. Oh, yeah. Now, that was a yeah. beauty. Yeah, that is a lovely piece. Yeah, that was the future, mate. Yeah, it was the future, wasn't it? They re they were absolutely beautiful things. Yeah, it's I like a CD, but you can record on it. It's a tiny CD, some sort of miniature disc, isn't it? In many ways, the mini disc. It's a, it's a, yeah. I wonder if they thought that through when they branded it. I don't know. 
Hard well, to say. I mean, but also recordable on a ball. That yeah. was the exciting thing. It was so compact. Yeah, you should have called it a no. So <laughs> Sony, you know, they made beautiful hardware yeah. historically, and I loved. I had the, the first one of the first things I ever bought. Uh, I think before I had a job, but mm. like the most coveted thing was it was called a professional Walkman, oh. and it was a it's a cassette Walkman. But it was the one that the BBC used oh, wow. to record stuff in the field. And I loved that's, this thing. That's like a sort of professional lanyard to have around your neck. Isn't yeah, it? Look it at was, me, guys. Yeah, I was like, suddenly I felt mm. like I belonged to some club, even though, you know, I didn't work for the BBC. You probably did belong to, like, you know, yeah. Virgins, for example. It's quite yeah, nerdy. Yeah. Oh, it's quite nerdy. Emphatically that. Yeah, okay. Um, and so I, I had this sort of love affair with Sony and their hardware, yeah. kind of from then. And so I sort of thought, well, okay, if Sony says mini disc is the future, then mm. I'm all systems go. <laughs> so I bought that, and it was rubbish. Yeah. And it was beautiful hardware. Yeah. But they had all this stupid software stuff. They were trying desperately to protect copyright because mm. they were terrified about like MP3s were starting, all of that was burgeoning, yeah. and they were terrified about piracy. Yeah. So with mini discs, they had this thing where you could you could have a track, okay. <laughs> on your PC, all right? And you can check it out. Check it out onto a mini disc. And you know what? Hey, what the heck? You can check it out onto three mini discs. If you want to check it out again, though, guys, got to check it back in. Even wow. my own tunes, can you which I'd written. Going back into. That's insane. Right. Even with your own yeah. artwork, even with your own artistic My own music. output. Yeah. Can you imagine going back in time to 2002 and telling them about Spotify? Imagine their <laughs> brains just going, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. you know, they, they around that time, they invested, I think it was something like $100 million into mm. R&D to try to prevent CDs from being rippable. Uh, kids back in the old days of compact discs, yeah. uh, people would rip them onto their computer as MP3s. Yeah. And... So they invested all this sort of encoding stuff into the disk that meant that when you put it into a PC CD drive, mm -hmm. you couldn't then pull the tracks off it. Mm. $100 million. Yeah. The first one they launched was, I think, the, the soundtrack to Titanic, uh, sung by, what's her face? Celine Dion. Celine I mean, ironically, Dion. a song which no one would possibly want to rip. <laughs> right? It's the, it's the, but the that time, song has got inbuilt software. That was the flagship CD. That was the one, right? <laughs> yeah. So out it goes with this $100 million of research. Some bright spark in America looks at it, goes, oh, I can't rip this. Hmm. Grabs a Sharpie, draws a little ring with a Sharpie on the disc, pops it in, bingo, ripped it. You're joking. $100 million overcome by a Sharpie. Can we just look at the, uh, the comparisons between that £100 million spent on some sort of almost Titanic-like software? <laughs> Which yeah, was unsinkable. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the yeah. Sharpie was the iceberg. <laughs> That's wonderful. All right, let's move on then, shall we? That's 2002. Jake, yeah, uh, Jacob. See, I'm, I'm Jacob. It's starting. It's yeah, starting. Yeah, you just, just Jacobing. Uh, so, Jake, yeah, you are at this point, you're still working at the BBC. Um, are you uh, are you doing anything comedic? Because, of course, you are. Yes. A, oh, yeah, well, what? Yeah, so I was doing. Uh, what was I doing? I was doing bits and pieces. I did a pilot for mm -hmm. Radio 4, which okay. went absolutely nowhere. Oh, yeah, they do. But it was quite do. funny mm -hmm. uh, with Martin Kellner, who's a very old dear friend. And right. I was doing, I think, occasional bits on the radio with him. He was an amazing, is an amazing um, sort of propagator of comedians. So mm. famously, he launched Mrs. Merton. Carolina oh, yeah. Hearn started on his radio show. And, oh, and okay. so did I, ironically, pretending to be a little old lady. Called Dora Dale. And is eventually, that what you did? Yeah. Cool. Eventually well, how, that what does she to, sound like? Give us a bit of Dora well, Dale. Go <laughs> <coughs> Well, it's... Oh, okay. That just sounds like Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, she, she has the voice that sounds like that, Justine. Um, and she, it's based on my great aunt Ruby, who um, she she was an amazing woman, but utterly unintelligible. Yeah. So she she, she had a very weak voice. Mm. <laughs> Have you done this voice with Lizzie Roper's Lady Agatha? Oh, now that's a good idea. I mean, that's something... Have you not done that? Sure, because you work with Lizzie Roper, don't you? Who has yes. also been on this podcast. Yes. Well. Um, I've done I've done lots of things with Lizzie Roper. Mm-hmm. Most of them are broadcastable. Mm-hmm. But sure, the, sure, the, sure. The, the, the fun bits, uh, 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 yeah. We did a, a thing called the Old Sex Podcast. Oh, which wow. Which was... Um, Kim, my partner, found this book uh, called How a Woman Loves to be Loved. Oh, brilliant. And we basically just read it out and laughed. Hang on, a podcast it. where you read out a book about I know, sex? I know, That's I know, never going to work. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's unashamedly yeah. derivative <laughs> in terms of format. But yeah. this this is a real book published in 1974 when... Hang on, does this podcast... Attitudes were very different. <laughs> yeah, were they? Mm. So, so some what, of it's what, hilarious and some of it is quite shocking. And was the lady entitled to any pleasure or not? Was that, uh, is that part of what's absolutely. shocking about Absolutely. It was, it was written by... Oh, God, I can't remember the woman's name. It, it's one of the Angel Smith. Mm. Absolutely not a woman. Angel Smith. Um, that is yeah. a bloke called Andy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We had to, we had his name as Dennis. Yeah. And so <laughs> when it got really steamy, we just shout, Dennis, tea's uh, ready. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> aren't, you just, aren't you just, Dennis? Yeah. Uh, all right, lovely. So 2004, yes. uh, Jake, yeah, let's have a little <laughs> swirl around here. Now. You've bought four items. Uh, oh, Careless Love by Madeline Peru. Yeah, that's a nice... Uh, really, she's great, isn't she? Madeline I Peru. saw her. So 2004... Yes. I was living in the States. I, 2002 to four, I lived in Washington, D.C. Why, 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 why? Um, I was working for BBC America, and it was a great way to pay off all of my tax debt. Oh, because, yeah, um, great. What, well, hiding sort of, from inland revenue? There was basically like a package relocation deal. <laughs> Genuinely, like, it was like, okay, this, I'm taking this. It's go into witness protection against yourself. That <laughs> kind of sounds like what you did. Yeah, pretty much. So the BBC gravy train paid for you to go and hide from uh, yeah. from the taxpayers' alliance. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll get letters. We'll get letters. Oh, God. Um, um, yes, so I, I went there and I saw Madeleine Peru live in Philadelphia in a tiny little cafe, like oh. upstairs in a cafe. Oh, wow. And I was like, I don't know, five metres away from her and she was brilliant. And the crowd was really rubbish. You know, there's awful when you're kind of wanting to go, yeah! Mm. And everyone else is like, and you can't quite. Isn't that a, a common hazard of jazz? Because she is jazz, isn't she? A, People a are a little bit. Yeah, it's a jazz. It's a, a jazz. I think that's in Dennis's book. Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> okay, so you're so you're watching Madeline Peru in yes. America. Yes. That's so cool. It was really cool. And uh, what was cool after that was uh, a couple of years after that, mm-hmm. I made a documentary for BBC Four, uh, which was a history of the harmonica, and uh, we got a stringer out to interview her then ex-boyfriend William Gallison, who's an amazing harmonica player. Right. Right. And he's he's really cool. He may, t- he may show up at some point. Oh, right. Okay, good. Well, I'll keep an eye out for him as we wander through the sure. realms of history. I like that we got the Madeleine Peru thing in common. I went to see her, um, like, I think Shepherd's Bush or something like that. Oh, yeah. And uh, they put seats down. And this is when I was, like, 25. And I was used to still standing at gigs. And right. that, was one, that was one of my first sitting down at gigs and thinking, this is never going to change. This is like, yeah. once you've gone left on a plane, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can never go back now. I have to always sit at all gigs, yeah. whether I'm taking my own stool with yeah. me or not. Um, and was, it was, mu- was much beer or piss thrown? Or no, was, no, it was very disappointing for that, actually. Yeah. Apart from obviously my own, Yeah, you were, you were keeping the flag flying. Yes, yeah, so when you were saying this gig in America, you were going, come on, guys! And they weren't joining in. <laughs> Throw <You> some piss! <laughs> they weren't joining in with your piss throwing.
Hello, I'm John Holmes, and yes, the last thing you need is another podcast that takes apart a television show and hacks through it like a cough going through a pensioner. Except wait, because this is the The One Show show in which myself and my guests force ourselves to watch a week's worth of TV's The One Show and then analyse it all in far too much detail. It sounds like a terrible idea, and it is for us. But for you, it's entertainment gold that's all over a programme you yourself have no intention of ever watching. The The One Show Show, every Tuesday and Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so then in 2006, October 2006, you bought a University of Cambridge uh, 13 centimeter swivel globe, but not for yourself. You oh. bought that for Steve Aspinall. Who's Steve Aspinall? Do you know I who have is? no idea. Oh, you've been hacked and you haven't even noticed. What a moment to find out. Steve Aspinall lives, um, oh, hang on, Red Bee Media. Of course, oh, that's over okay. a white city, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you've bought him a globe. Was it some sort of goodbye gift? You, you Looking at me like you've never heard of this man's name in your no, life. I never remember anybody's name, ever. Ah, oh, right, I, okay. I, I, I suck at names. Tom. Sorry? Tom. John. No, no. John. Dennis. 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 Uh, so Steve Aspinall. Yeah. Oh, God. Do you, that, what, you've got the same face that I have when I sometimes go through my phone and I delete names. Mm. You, do you ever do that where you tidy them up? And literally, no. I will stare at those num- names and I'm like, I just don't know who this person is. Yeah. When I knew them, it's quite unnerving, that, isn't it? I'm trying to think what the globe was for. Mm. So I was doing promos. I was cutting promos yeah. again yeah. because there was no money to be made. No. Out of comedy or anything. Well, no. no As opposed nobody, to now. Nobody knew. Oh, okay. oh God. No. So nothing much money. Now. God, I'm making so much from podcasts. Are you, mate? Oh, brilliant. Oh, they're just so, so oh, much cool. money. Oh, cool. So should I invoice for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Invoice me. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, fine. So let's uh, move on to 2007. And you've only bought three items, two of which are novels by Harlan Coburn. What went wrong oh. in 2007? Yeah, well, it's a very dark time. <laughs> well, it would be if you're reading his books. It was a very dark time. Oh, right. Go on. Why? Oh, it was awful. I, um, I, when I went to America, mm-hmm. I was very homesick. Uh, I just, I went for two years. I, I went for one year and signed on for another. Tell me, sorry to interrupt you. Tell me a little bit about the homesick thing. What sure. is that? Because I've never really left home because I'm so agoraphobic about the world. Fine. I'm just not going to do plan. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what does that feel like when you say homesick? Do you, you feel like depressed? Do you think about home a lot? What is it like? It, it feels lonely. It feels like um, you you can sort of talk to the people around you, but 
they don't really understand. So you're not connecting with anyone. Yeah. So um, for me, going to America, um, at first it was all really sort of new and shiny and exciting. But by the time I'd had enough, and after 18 months, I'd, I definitely had enough. Uh, I found the extraordinary uh, kind of Americans want to be proper. It's a very litigious society, obviously. Yeah. And I read the Xenophobes Guide to America on the plane over. That's clever. Good idea. Just, and I only remember the intro, but it, it said that um, Americans can be like children. They can be um, selfish and spoiled and stupid and annoying mm. and sometimes utterly, utterly charming. Mm. And and that's very true. But hello to all our American listeners. Yeah, it's, by the way. it's yeah, but children we love. That's why we say children. <laughs> there are some very, very dear, dear people in America that I I still cherish. But mm. what's difficult? What I didn't realize the whole cliche of two countries divided by a common tongue. What? How does that manifest? Um, I think Americans are very conscious of trying to do the right thing. What right. is correct? What is proper to do here? I see. And what that means is that you suddenly realize what British culture is. And British culture is so bawdy. Yeah. And wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. all of that sort of implied source. Yeah. <laughs> and I have that in spades. Yeah. And there is none of that. in Amer- You know, and people would look at you like, you, oh, you can't mean that by well, that without can. any sauce and things I'm get very dry respond. don't they very the very, very you dry you have to chew them for a long time it was really weird because i was there in september 2002 mm-hmm. that was my first september there and it was the first anniversary mm. of 9 11 mm. and you could sort of see in the workplace people were like wow what do we do mm. it's a kind of anniversary and we should mark it in some way and what was fascinating was they were like well We'll do what we always do. We bust out the flags. Yeah. And people literally took cupcakes into work wow. in, with, with wow. old glory on them and stuff. On the anniversary. On the anniversary of 9 11. Because you could see, and it was like children, like, I don't mean that pejoratively. No, no, you know, no. Children I, yeah. kind of going, we have to do something, and I don't know what. But do you think it's because in this country we've got, um, and we're, th- we're going deeper here than probably any moment we've had on my night bought a toaster, so <laughs> this is a thrill. But in this country we've got a kind of, we've got tradition, so we've got that yeah. almost like a, a, a dad or a grandparent telling us what we do in this situation. Yeah, yeah, but in yeah. America, because they don't yeah. have that depth of history that we yeah. do, I, I would say good on them for that in yeah, that yeah, in this yeah. instance. Uh, so they are they're sort of trying to guess how you respond to these things whereas yeah. with us we've got this fucking ancient law book rule book that we go to of, yeah. of rituals and things and etiquette yeah. which actually makes us rail against that so now we mm. don't give a fuck yeah. we, we want to do everything we can to do the wrong thing almost or, or do you know what I mean it's, it's weird yeah but I think I think we're kind of comfortable with the, the idea of like a two minute silence or stuff like that you know we've had yeah. tragedies in this country that we've marked um, in a sort of I think I think we know how to do it yeah, uh, but in in America, you you could see these people floundering in a kind of, oh, we have to do something, and I don't know what. Heartbreaking. So you Heartbreaking. had bowls of Hershey's Kisses. Oh God! And I kind of realised commercially it was sort of perfect because it, it plugs the gap between Independence Day on July the fourth and Halloween. You know, it's it kind of it it just fits in it's perfectly. Really and then you nice got Christmas, place. then you got Valentine's, Easter. Like, it, is this just a sort of conspiracy the theory that well, capitalism? I'm just saying it could when, be Hershey's when, when they were scheduling in 9/11. Which month is the best one to? Oh God, that's so bleak. Um, uh, also, I can't believe we've got into that conversation off the back of two Harlan Coben books. Now Harlan Coben. Oh, so yeah, I'll tell you. I'll just finish why it was dark. God, yeah, a God, dark time. Yeah. So I was very homesick and. Uh, I I ended up sort of seeing someone out in the States who was very sweet and very comforting. 
and was it Harlan Coburn? I, and it was Harlan Coburn. Right. Um, okay. We were an item for a okay. while. Right. Um, and the sex, you know what? It was really beautiful, but it wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just want something animalistic. He was a very tender lover. Right. I, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes sense, actually. I'll get to the point. Um, <clears throat> this woman, uh, I started seeing her. She came back to England with me. We got married. It was somewhat expedited because she couldn't work unless we were. But, you know, I, I thought I loved her, but it was a very dark time. And then we kind of realized... She was really miserable. She was very homesick in the UK. So I was kind of in desperation. I said, if we move back to the States, will you be happy? And she said, yes. And I was like, okay, then I guess we'll have to do that then. So I was kind of ready to go to the States, but I needed, again, tax bill. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to get some money to pay off my tax bill before I go. But it was kind of actually about buying some time to say goodbye to the UK. And I sort of had all those hard conversations with myself about, I need to make sure I've got a credit card for when I get that phone call saying, you need to come to this hospital as fast as possible. I'd had had all of these really dark thoughts. Mm. And I was working, just to cap off the darkness, I was working. The only place I could get work, right? Please don't judge me. Was Nuts TV. (laughs) (laughs) For those those people who don't remember Nuts TV, uh, Jake Yap, please take us through. It was the worst thing. It was a... Okay, so Nuts was a magazine. It was a lads mag and it had women with no clothes on and blah, blah, blah. The dying embers of the FHM loaded. Exactly. And uh, Nuts TV... I mean, on my first day I went in and I sort of said, look, I need this job, I need money. But if we're asking women to take their clothes off, I'm out. I, I really, I have to draw the line. And what was great was that my sort of bosses were like, we're on the same page. Don't worry about it. We are not doing that. And I was like, okay, great. So what, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, yeah but what we are and doing. What we did was a, a cheap and not particularly cheerful, um, but very cheap, big breakfast. Right. But the, the problem with that, and it wasn't bad for what it was. It had a nightly budget for four hours of live TV, yeah. a budget of £100. <gasps> Some people wow. somewhere were making serious money off this. Wow. Because Did it have the budget was just it? going to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were making serious money. But the budget we were given to work with was £100. And so there was a kind of um, really kind of you were on your metal to try to generate anything at all interesting. Are you trying to tell me that you've learned everything you know about making TV from working at Nuts TV? No. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. But I was I was the head writer, if you can imagine. And uh, and so I but we there you know I was drafted and everybody had to do everything. So I, yeah. I co-presented the news and I I, I ended up in, in pretending to be a German in a Mohican wig in a hot tub round the back of the bus station in Wandsworth with four nuts girls. Right. So the long tail of the It internet, was really weird and this, it was a dark time. Is this material still wagging? Is it still available? Can I still find it if I Google I Jacob s- Yap nuts? I if I Google s- Jake Yap nuts. I do. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway, and and coming to the realisation that I, I couldn't move to the States. I couldn't do it. Right. And okay. so I had God, to... It was the day before Halloween. I had to fly out to the States and say, I'm, I'm not coming. So ironically, you had to go over there to tell her you weren't going over yeah. there. Yeah. Although my boss at Nuts TV, I went in mm. when I'd sort of realized I can't do this. Yeah. I went in and I said, uh, on, on, on a Monday morning, and said, uh, I have to go to America. And he said, when? And I said, 11 o'clock. And he said, why? And I said, because I think I have to break up with my wife. And he looked at, he was great, actually, because I was obviously in a complete state. I hadn't mm. slept all night and I was a mess. And he just looked at me and went, just change your phone. <laughs> 
And it was actually, it was the best thing anyone could have said to me at the time. Anyway, so so that was why a bit of serial killing escapism was perfect. Yes, that's what they're for, these books. Yes. They are. They're, they're, they're good escapism. Uh, Harlan Coben, uh, The Innocent, and De- a Deal Breaker as well. Airport fiction, that's what they call it, isn't it? Airport fiction. Yeah. For you, uh, you bought it was very one much copy so. on my way out. Air Q8, I flew out. Did she? <laughs> you flew with Air Q8? Yeah, yeah. How are they these days? Good food. Good yeah, food. Well, of course, of course. Um, uh, all right, so uh, then why don't we go to 2012? That always feels like a, a year full of meaning for lots of people. And, uh, and we can see you've been happily shopping away. 2012, where do we find you? Are you married? Are you with child? Are you? Well, I, obviously, I, you're not with child. But I, you? I, I am, by proxy, expecting a child. Okay, yeah. Towards yeah, the yeah. latter half. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, yeah. It was an interesting time. Okay, very good. And uh, you um, you say interesting. It was definitely interesting. You bought the Sudoku app uh, <laughs> on the 10th of December. What isn't... Is there anything more interesting than Sudoku? No, I don't think so. Well, that that speaks volumes. Can you do a fiendish? Do you do a fiendish? Uh, I, I won't do a fiendish. No? I, who wants to work that hard? I... Um, yeah, we were uh, Kim and I. Kim was pregnant, and we were living in my parents' two-bedroom flat. Okay, and my parents sleep in separate beds, so you can ima- you know do the math. It was a very testing time for everyone involved. Right. Okay. Well, at least I mean, you say that there were no bailiffs at the door. That no. Right. No. So actually, it was absolutely fine. All right. So um, <laughs> it's a testing time. Presumably, you're saving money to get your own place at this point. You uh, wanna... We were just yeah. We were just trying. We were trying to trying to buy a place, mm. and it was taking forever the way these things always do. Of course, and you're trying to you're trying to not spend money on anything frivolous, which mm. is why in uh, <laughs> January 2012, you spent 210 pounds oh, on the new iPad teleprompter prompter for iPad. That's that's interesting. Isn't it? New yeah. iPad teleprompter prompter. For iPad, that's well, it um, turned out that was money really well spent. So, what did you use that for? So, that is a thing that you slide an iPad into, yeah, and it, it turns into an auto cue, yeah. So, you put your camera behind it's got a mirrored glass thing, yeah, like an auto cue, and you put the camera behind the mirrored glass, yeah. the camera films you, Off and you the text superimposes on the mirrored glass, and you read that, and it looks like you're looking down the barrel. So, what, what did you use it for? Was it something, I some huge it, moment for Jake Yap? It absolutely the apart from my ch- well it on within the same 24 hour period i i'd reached a point of career despair uh-huh. sort of where i am now um where i thought that's it i have to give up now because there's a child on the way yeah i have to look after this child and my partner yeah. i'm going to have to go back to probably cutting promos working in an office mm-hmm. This whole dream of doing comedy and stuff, I, I kind of have to put that to, to rest now because it's not going to happen. And I'd been trying to get stuff away at Radio 4 and they just didn't want to know. This is so heartening though, Jake. I've got to say it's heartening because you're so fucking good. You are brilliant at what you do. No, but you are. So to hear that you've struggled, I'm, I'm basically I'm delighted that you've struggled. That really helps me. I promise you I'm still struggling. Great, I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased. That makes me feel a lot better. Um, And so... I reached this point where I was like, okay, I'm letting it go, and that's it. And But I'm just going to buy this teleprompter. No, no, no. Adieu, and fuck you. Yeah. And with that, I filmed a thing for YouTube, and it was called Radio 4 in 4 Minutes. And I, I distilled a day in the life of Radio 4 into 4 Minutes. Yeah. Um, I didn't know it was 4 Minutes. I just filmed it, and it happened to be 4 Minutes. I was like, oh, that's handy. So I put a countdown clock on it. And I used that teleprompter thing. And I, I shot it. Um, I had two full starts, and it was the first okay take because I was catching a train to go and do a voiceover for Dave. Oh. 
and Dave, that was my, an idiot. <clears throat> that was my only income. Oh. And I edited it on the train and I uploaded it. And the next day, um, Kim had to go and see a doctor because it was the day our child was due to be born. Mm. And she's sitting there and the doctor's saying, okay, well, well, we'll see how it goes over the weekend and maybe see on Monday, see how it goes. And Kim was like, I'm done. I want this baby out. Yeah. I am done with this. Yeah. And I was sitting there and I just looked at my phone and on Twitter, I, I hadn't gone viral, but in the words of Dilly Keen, I'd definitely gone fungal. And, <laughs> you know, like Armando Inucci and Gremlin and all these people were kind of retweeting this thing, saying, this is hilarious. And I was like, oh my God. And Kim was like, I feel like shit, I want this baby out. And I was like, <laughs> darling, look at my clip. And that's so bad. And that day, that day she went into labor and my son was born. So, again, it was a massively pivotal moment. And um, your son was born and your your comedy career 2.0 was born as well. Exactly. Because from that, everything like if I doubt anyone listening to the podcast has heard of me. But if anyone has, it's solely due to that one clip, which just changed everything. Because from that, Charlie Brooker DM'd me saying. The what? Would you? Well, I got I, I got invited to the private eye lunch, which is like a thing. It's an institutional it's thing. A fucking video on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, and I and Charlie Brooker was there. Yeah. Um, and and then yeah, he sent me a DM after that saying, "Would you like to pollute my new series?" And I said, "I would love to pollute your new series." And so I made some bits for that. So that, that and and only occasionally looked back. Two hundred. Uh, what was it? Two hundred and ten pounds ninety five pence. Mm. Probably, wor- probably worth it. Yeah, that was the seed. That yeah, was the that seed. Did, as your yeah. seed arrived on planet yeah, 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 Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the seed. That, I find that fascinating. Yeah, what it was, a crossroads moment. Yeah, it was absolutely a, a, a total kind of restart of my whole life. And I remember watching that video. We were writing the leak at the time for BBC Radio Wales, and uh, we stopped to watch it several times. We oh. watched it. Yeah, yeah. We thought we've got to get this guy on the show, and we did in 2017. So uh, yeah. <laughs> you wasted no time. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> all right. So, so you bought. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. Um, okay, let's uh, let's have a little wander around. So that's 2012. That feels like I'm not going to find a bigger moment than that in 2012. No, it's it, it re- relaunched it. It, it. it rejuvenated your career. One simple device you bought um, on Amazon. I mean, it was helped that you were phenomenally talented at doing impressions. I mean, that, no, that does help, Jake. It's not just <laughs> you can't just say it's the gadget that did this for you. It's also your did brilliance help. as well. Um, and then let's skip ahead to 2015 and. Okay. Now we are deep in the mire of right because a now child. I've got it's now I've a got child. a small child yeah yeah and so everything Amazon yeah everything, because there's no other way if if you can't buy it in 15 seconds yeah you, you can't buy it well this is what happens and we talk about this again and again on this podcast if you look at say if I take 2018 right as an sure. example how many items how many items do you think you ordered oh. on Amazon in 2018 let me give you some context let me give you some context before you before you guess 2008 you ordered two. So how many do you think it was in 2018? 35. 148. Shit. 148. And now do you see how Amazon has taken over our lives, Jacob? I do, but... It's good though, isn't it? In a good way. Have a look at 2019. All right, so 2019. So 148 in 2018. Uh, In 2019, which as yet is not complete, so we have still got several months to go, you have only 19. Right. So you made a decision there. I have made a decision. And it's to attempt to eschew Amazon. Yeah, but then what happens to my podcast? You can't come on this Well, again. you can... <laughs> it's ruined it. Uh, sorry. 
we'll do we'll have well, to do some I, other version if where you... i'd known sure yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in so is that a principle it, it, it was a conscious decision yeah, yeah i think yeah. i think i reached a point where um i'd read various articles yeah and, oh i see and came to to a conclusion that um yeah. i wanted to try to source stuff mm -hmm. from elsewhere yeah and there are some things that y you really can't now yeah. You know, which is okay because there are some things you can't buy from some other shops. Mm -hmm. But um, I, yeah, I, we just reached a point. There was the whole kind of the, the plastic thing, the packaging thing. It yes. all comes down to climate. To be honest, eighteen months ago, started to kind of properly freak out. Yes, and about the climate thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah, I'm having a bad time with that at the moment. Yeah, it's it is genuinely terrifying. And yeah. and this year has been. I would say a much more concerted effort. Yeah. I am talking den tabs. Oh, instead of um, instead of toothpaste. Instead of toothpaste. Yeah, yeah. We've gone. We've done Lush. So we go to the shop Lush. We get all our That's shampoo great. and stuff from Lush mm -hmm. now. And we have bamboo toothbrushes which yeah. uh, decompose. Yeah. Well, not in your mouth. Um, well, I, I have one that did actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. it acts as a filling, quite Lots, useful. Yeah, it's interesting. The, the climate. I mean, I, I didn't really want to delve into the climate crisis mm. off the back of my bought a toaster. Well, you know, it's, it's why not? Um, it's interesting. Interesting to see how uh, it's galvanising, and because I'm an optimist, and I really believe that everything's going to be fine-ish, and mm. I do think that the the way that opinion has changed in the last year, especially, is incredible. And if that keeps going, it yeah. really, I think we're going to be okay. I think it's going to be a hell of a job. I think it's one of those things that it 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 will get bad, and then we'll wake up. And I realize. think it's getting bad now. I think people I, are waking I agree. up. When in February, and someone oh, some yeah. asshole listening will say, "Oh, it's weather, not climate." Fuck you. Yeah. If in, <laughs> in on the twentieth of February, I think it was, mm. if you get twenty two degrees, something is very badly wrong. Yeah. And, and when you get these fucking people mm. just going, "I go, isn't it amazing?" And you're like. What are you talking about? I mean, it's, it's terrifying. You're literally yeah. on the Titanic saying you're looking forward to a swim. <laughs> I mean, you're off your mind. Off. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, it's it's true. And um, we, we've had a lot of very difficult conversations about that. You know, we had Spike. Uh, he's six now. Oh, I know. And I'm doing the same thing with Wilfred. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's God. Like, Do you know what? I don't think we're going to have another one. <laughs> no, no. But at some point, we have to have a conversation. Here's the thing. You you can live the life of... If, if we all were to say... Tell you what, let's just have one kid. Yeah. You you, you can have that massive footprint. Yeah. It's fine. But, mm. you know, we're on course for 10 billion people, and that's too many. So at some point, we have to make a decision. Yeah. Are we going to have people? Like, are we just going to spawn people? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the Bill Hicks thing. Thunk. There goes another one. <laughs> Don't love them. Don't need them. Uh, you know, or do we actually kind of go, okay, well, look, I've got I've got one kid, and I'm going to pour everything into him yeah, yeah, that yeah, I've yeah. got and yeah. try and make the best human I can. Yeah. And, you know. But there is a route through all this, and I feel like we're just, I'm getting massively way into this but i'm so i'm so yeah, passionate yeah. about it there is a route through all this and you're right it's it's have less children we've got two i mean i could kill one but that feels over that's the fine okay or i'll kill one mm. oh god i'm gonna have to choose that'll be difficult um but then also there's the thing we we have massively cut down i don't eat beef i gave up beef in january mm -hmm. i massively cut down our meat we have mm -hmm. like meat once or twice a week now which you don't you don't need meat all the time mm. all these things you can do i mean that's great about your beef babe um, <laughs> yeah, i know i know I vegan shot, since I know. 2011 but i'm trying i'm trying i'm catching up I'm catching, but that's good but that's good you know and the point is that you're aware of it and and that's that's the beginning yeah yeah. So we're having a nice wander through 2018, an astonishing number of um, yeah. items brought in 2018. But of course, you're peak child now. You have a child. You're providing That's true. crap for and your also, child. I had income last year. It was great. Oh, I know. I've heard of the income thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. It's when the, people it. give you the money for the working. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As opposed one. to this. Yeah, I yeah. know that one. Um, so you bought things like a Johnny Urban backpack 
I was yeah. like, oh, you got a his and hers. You bought two. I bought one. <laughs> you bought two in and August. And it was so popular that, that Kim got one too. And it's made out of recycled bottles. Oh, that is That's good. That's why I like it. It's 10, uh, 10 recycled plastic bottles. Standing on a wall. Yeah. 10 mm-hmm. recycled. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, very nice. Ni- a nice bag. It's a lovely bag. People often compliment it. Johnny Urban. Johnny That's so Herbert. me. That's so me. Uh, you're but I'm very into that. Look, this is my um, this is my bike bag, and it's made out of old lorry tarpaulin. It's on the right? sides of lorries. Is yeah. that right? So everything's so are you recycling yeah. all those? And this is not an Amazon purchase. They're, okay, good. That, they were allowed on here I'm as well. We can talk about those. We can acknowledge those exist. Um, you have bought what else have we got here? Billy Joel. Do you like, do you like Billy Joel? You're I love Billy Joel. And you know what? I've sort of come home to Billy Joel. That's like nice. I liked it when I was a teenager because I was such a rebel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we didn't start the fire. Hey, yeah. uh, I can do. I, can, I will do the whole song, but um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm sort of got very jaded with it. And it's funny that you know, you, you do when you have a kid, you come, you come full circle, and you come back and mm. sort of played a bit, and and Spike really likes it. And, oh, lovely! And suddenly you're like, oh no, actually, these were great songs, yeah. and just yeah. having a great time. With Once them. again, these children of ours, they are yeah. our spiritual guide dog. We get to re-exist <laughs> and, through and them. literal and literal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then we have got. Oh, this is very nice. September 2018. Yes. You gone for the electronic flea comb zapper? I uh, yeah. What? Well, this has been fun. We'll speak soon. All the so, best. So, so, <laughs> no, no, please, no, no, please. thanks for no, 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 just, just that. It's really great fun. One more item, Jake. Yeah, sure. is this what? Where do you get them? Do you get them on the sort of lo- base of your neck because that's where they sort of the nape of the neck and behind the ears? I get where... them armpits and pubes. Oh, just, yeah, you know, standard, standard. standard. Yeah, yeah. So, do you, no, are you telling me you we, zap your own pubes? Jake? It was a <laughs> I've been looking no, for no, some no. exclusives to peel out of this podcast. And we zap each other to the press, but it's um, yeah, no, we we got fleas last year, oh, it was, and it's one of those things you just don't talk about. And finally, I went and saw my cousin. It's going to thank me for this. Yeah. I kind of went, oh, we, uh, we kind of had a problem with fleas. And they kind of went, oh, yeah, so did we. And it's one of those things no one talks about. It's, like, it's such an embarrassing, dirty, Strange, secret thing to have. Because presumably, uh, this is probably a good chance for you to say you've got an animal in your house. Is this from an animal? Sure. Do, do you know sure. what I mean? Just to give it that context. Yeah. Otherwise, it gets a bit judgy. Yeah. People think you don't have an animal and you've got fleas no, in I, do, I have a very um, nice cat that I found in a barn in Wales. So even you're recycling your pets. Yeah, well, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was upcycled. Um, yeah, it was in a derelict barn. I heard this weird noise and went and investigated. Whereabouts? Crawled towards me. It was um, kind of uh, northish Wales. I can't remember exactly where it was. It's that, lovely. That was. Yeah. What's he called? What's your cat called? Bloodin. Your password. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but Bloodin, you you yeah. grabbed him from a barn, and then somehow, yeah. somehow, he got fleas, and you used the yeah. electronic flea comb zapper. Does it work? Is it good? It's not bad. Oh, okay. It's not bad. Mm. That's uh, your, oh, shall I pop that in? I'll pop that in review. <laughs> this is not bad, Jacob. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome to review my cat flap, which was an absolute. Bastard and doesn't work, and they've oh. had to send me a replacement. Oh yeah, and he yeah. got locked out. It's supposed to be like a smart flap because is the cat got smart like smart flap technology? <laughs> well, more than that, it's got a flap hub, and you can remotely hub. thanks to the flap app, you can remotely uh, lock your flaps. Is there an app called the Flap? If only it was called the Flap app, or so, that would have been great. But th- this was not ready for market, man. Sucks. So it's basically you're giving your cat an access all areas wristband around its neck, but it doesn't fucking work. Well, the idea was because we were going away for New Year's and okay. um, 
in Bedford where I live, there's always a ton of fireworks at New Year's. Oh, they so do not like that. I wanted to be able to lock him in yeah. for that specific night. Yes, of course. And make sure he was okay. And it tells you if the cat's in or out. Oh, that's really good. Except it didn't. It didn't work because of the hub. And literally yesterday I was on the phone to them. Because of the flat they're hub. Me, they're sending me a new one. Oh, well, good. That's worked out well then. It's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a happy ending. Is that a happy ending? It's a flappy ending. <laughs> Um, but listen, Jake, uh, thank you so much for allowing us into <laughs> yeah. your Amazon. It's been an absolute pleasure to see your life unwind. I mean, to the point where you've gone, we've, we've seen you. This, this, actually, this best sums up how things have developed <laughs> oh, over the last uh, well, 19 years of buying stuff on Amazon. So we started off with yeah. um, Spike Jones. Yes. And uh, Billy Joel, mm-hmm. loads of great artists. And then on the 27th of March, 2019, Staying at Tomorrow's by George Ezra. So, I know! Really? I, was so, I got just, so hoodwinked by yeah, that. There you go. Just pulling into the lay-by, musical lay-by. To, well, there was one track came on, right? And it came on. Hang on, just a minute. Alexa, play George Ezra. <laughs> That's ruined anyone listening on the speaker. <laughs> Made him some more money. I, I was like, play something, you know, mm. fun. Because yeah. I was, you know, and and it put this. I was like, "Hey, this tune's okay. This is very upbeat. I think my kid might like this. What's this?" I was like, "Oh, it's George Ezra. Oh, I heard him on Woman's Hour. He was really great." And I was like, "Oh, yeah. do you know what? No, I'm going to buy his album. People don't buy music. I'm going to buy his album. I'm going to buy." So, so I bought his album, and it sucked. <laughs> so if anyone wants it, it's available. Help yourself. Uh, well, listen, uh, George, if you're listening, I'm a huge fan. And it's I'm fine, but use some black notes. Really like your song. Use some. Black. Exactly, no, exactly. Don't just you stay major. Hey, George, stay major. That's it's pentatonic. It's so pentatonic. <laughs> if I ever see him, I will say, Ezra, you are so fucking pentatonic. <laughs> Driving everyone mad. Um, listen, Jake, yep, you're a brilliant comic and uh, your yeah, Amazon history lovely. is hilarious. Thank you so much for joining us on My Mate Bought Toaster. And um, how can people find out about you, follow you on the okay, Twitters? On the Twitter, it's at Jake Yap. Okay. I wish it was Jacob Yap, but it's not. Call him Jacob. Jacob. If you've enjoyed this, then oh, go and find no, him I'd and say, hello, Jacob. Thanks it, Jake, for... it honestly instantly makes me feel like I'm related to you. That's quite weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Weird connection we've got now. Uh, we're definitely not related. Um, thanks very much for listening. Uh, give us a follow over on Twitter at ToasterPod, and we will be back uh, very soon. Thanks, bye. Hooray! Hooray! Thank you so much. I love you, baby, baby. I don't want you for the rest of my days. Great. My name's Pete Allison. And I'm Dave Cribb, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends. Each week we invite a guest on, ask them to pick their favourite episode of Friends, and then we talk about it in far too much detail. Basically, if you like the show Friends, and you like it when people take things far too seriously, then you might well like this podcast. Search Great Big Owl on your podcast app of choice, and you'll find Friends with Friends right there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.